Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. This episode of the Supercast is brought to you by Venga CBD. Guys, we've got good news this week. A lot of people have been messaging us, talking about sleep. Um, they've been seeing the sleep product. Guys, guess what? I need sleep. You need sleep. We all need sleep. Sleep's great for athletes. Um, Venga's finally came out with their new product, which is the Venga Super Sleep. It's great. I love it. It's really interesting. And so just, I take so many different things here back and forth and I've tried so many different things. This stuff is interesting for sleep because it's jam-packed with all the stuff I've already used. Melatonin, CBT, and one new ingredient, Leah. The all-new cannabinoid CBN. Um, Ta-da! Known to specifically promote sleep. Um, in the all-new Vanga Super Sleep, you get all three ingredients. It's available now. Um, guys get online, order some, I know they had some issues with selling out immediately in the first couple of days. Um, but more will be in stock shortly. Um, best part about it in, in with the CBN is that there's no sleep hangover. Like you get, um, with other products out there, you'll wake up well-rested, refreshed because Venga's super sleep is all natural and works with your body systems to promote a great night's sleep. And as always with all Vanga products, this product is 100% THC free, non-habit forming. So you have no worries um, in taking this and any kind of drug tests or anything like that that you're facing. You can go to VangaCBD.com slash sleep. Currently, there's an awesome bundle going on. If you buy the regular bottle of Vanga CBD gel caps, um, you can add a bottle of the Super Sleep for just $34. Um, typically, this product alone is 85 so it's an awesome deal that um, you can jump on now, and I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Uh, again, just go to vangacbd.com sleep to get all the details, and don't forget, all of our loyal listeners get 15% off with code BROCR. Um, that coupon code, though, however, is not applicable on bundles, so check them out. Check out their other products, vangacbd.com. Um, and as always, we thank them. Without further ado, let's kick it on over to the episode. You know, there was a little bit of everything this weekend. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Good morning, everybody. I'm Leah Hensley. Happy Tuesday and may the 4th be with you. Oh, it's that day, isn't it? It is. So I have never seen a Star Wars movie in my life. But you've watched every season of The Mandalorian. Well, no, no. I haven't nah, watched Nah, nah, nah. My son is obsessed with The Mandalorian. But no, I have never seen anything Star Wars. And like, at first, when I was a kid, it just wasn't anything that appealed to me. 
then when I was like a teenager and like in college, it became like, well, it's cool that I haven't seen it and other people have. And I'm like, mm, whatever, I'm too good for that. And now it's one of those things. There's like 543 movies or something like You're that. You're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with it. I have no interest in it. And I don't want to sit there and waste like five days watching these random movies. So it's a lot of movies. It is. So I've never seen them, but I did wear my Yoda shirt because it's cute this morning. <laughs> Not me. I've just got my standard issue black Spartan race shirt that I've told everybody that they need to buy. And I'm sure Spartan race owes me proceeds for the sales of that shirt last you year because of really our get commission. You can I should get, get some commission for this, you know, shirts. a random sticker from the, um, you know, merch tent or something. You know, I'm going to say this. I feel bad. I was talking to Chad Rife over the weekend at mm-hmm. Highlander Assault and Dark Ages, which was a great time. But I forgot to totally pick up swag that night. They had like new tech shirts. I know. And I need some stickers and stuff. So that's coming, though. That's coming. I know. Good thing we'll be back in a couple months. So In a couple of months, we'll be at um, Frontline here in a few weeks, which we'll talk about that here in a few. Because Lord knows there was every single race you ever wanted to do this weekend across the USA. Lights are on. We've been talking for like the past two weeks of episodes. We've been like, hey, here we are. We're back. Here's racing. Look at us. Dude, it's like it's continuing. We're seeing more states join. So we had four big venues this weekend uh, of, of racing and a little bit of everything. Again, you know, we we talk about this specialization and literally every it's race. A thing from a sprint to an ultra was available this weekend. So let's let's just dive in. First, let's talk about Spartan Race. Montana. 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 That's a venue Hell that no, I but I want to. I know that's a venue that I've not been to that I really would like to race at. You know, occasionally I see some throwbacks from my races that I've done out in Colorado, which I love Colorado. If you know me, I'm a huge Colorado fan. Um Montana, I just has a similar vibe. It just looks but like it. it. Seems cool. Like I think it would be gorgeous out there. And it was one of those things. Like I didn't know I had a thing that I wanted to go to um, Washington and Seattle area mm-hmm. until I did it. And then I did. It. I'm like, I freaking love this. Washougal. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to Heather. <laughs> you got your girl Heather Olson. <laughs> right. So Spark um, had literally every race option available they had a sprint a super a beast an ultra and a 10k night race i am kind of okay so i love night races i think they're fun and they they play to my strengths personally because i'm not the fastest girl out there um, but when you throw a race in the dark with a headlamp, it kind of slows down those speedy girls. And when I race, I'm a little bit more reckless. So it kind of evens things out and I just have fun. I love racing by headlamp. You know, it's a good time. Um, you know, I was making jokes about how I'm from Indiana, so we need to get those headlamps up because the Indiana state and mascot now, I feel like is the demigorgon after stranger things. And we just don't <laughs> want a Demi Gorgon scenario out there on the trails. That's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. Fun fact, another show, never watched. You've never watched Stranger Things. I know, I know. <laughs> it's such a good show. It's so 80s. It's so great. And so Demi Gorgon. So, oh my gosh. Take out in Spartan. 
So Spartan, let's shake it down. Men's elite sprint. Ian Hosick, Grayson Kligor, and Levi Jones taking out the men there. Uh, mm-hmm. That was in the sprint. Ladies coming through the gates. We had Alyssa Hawley out there, Ashley Heller, Casey Monroe, all names that we know and familiar yeah. with. Good people out there. Good to see Alyssa back out there on the podium and Hosick yeah. as well. It's been yeah. a hot second since we've seen either of those people race. Okay. Um, and it's just, man, it's good to get the people back out. It's good to get them back out. All right. So then we went for the Sunday Super Elite. Um, Forrest Bouge taking up the first place. Uh, Grayson second and Matt Rock with third. Um, Pretty, pretty standard right at an hour for these guys coming through the gates there. Um, On the ladies side there for that Super. We had once again, Alyssa, Casey Monroe and Jimmy Bursa uh, coming out. Alyssa, good showing this weekend. Great time. Um, yeah, was all that- women's field though on that super though yeah. only 11 girls yeah I mean not terribly surprising Alyssa we saw her out there at uh at uh high rocks um in Dallas and she's coming back out again obviously racing and pretty strong absolutely um beast. then hold it beast then just one second here real quick Elite Sunday. Okay, so no, it wasn't for that. Okay, so the Beast, once again, Mr. Hosick coming out strong on that Beast. Just sweeping the competition. Hosick with the Beast win. James Naren second and Jacob Klinker in third. Um, 24 guys in that. Once again, we're starting to get, we're starting to move. But yeah. ladies, Casey Monroe and coming out freaking like a battering ram. Lauren Weeks. Lauren Weeks yeah. in second. So that's the beast you're talking about. So Lauren, women's, we, yeah. we are seeing her just kick ass and take names. Load into the world. She is. You killed. warned us, Yancey Culp. You warned us about Lauren Weeks. She's here. Yeah. Lauren Weeks is one of those people we mentioned before. When Yancey says your name, it's, it's kind of a gold seal endorsement. She is killing it. And not only you know, we, we know her mostly from High Rocks world now, but she's doing High Rocks, she's doing DECA, she's killing it now on the Beast. That's a really wide range of talent right there. Like, that's it pretty, is a huge breath. There's not very many people. I mean, obviously, most notable is, is Atkins, but there's really not that many people out there who have such success in both the short and the long and the running and the you know strength stuff so lauren's definitely you know making a name for herself for sure it's just great to see that and it's so good to see this this breadth of you know range and starting to see some people that can do that but also a weekend where you can decide to do what you want to do yeah so that um, was what about ultra the ultra that was the rodeo that i personally wanted to see now first of all on the guy's side i've got to give a big shout out here miguel it's good to see Miguel back out there throwing down, get some long runs done. Um, Max Ryerman there in second and Aaron Wukowski, um, Wes Olski there on third. Uh, mm-hmm. But, and that, that was wonderful. We were happy to see that. But the rodeo that I wanted to see, two mm. young ladies that, I, that are good friends of mine, only six women in the ultra, but mm. two mattered more than anything in um, Sierra, ha- Sierra Slider, happy to see you there in third place. But there was a rodeo I was waiting to see. It was Rhea Coble and Amelia Boone, two oh. juggernauts of the sport. There, 
for the ladies. We were all waiting to see it. Um, first of all, it's great to see Boone racing. It's great to see Rhea racing. Rhea um, took down Boone at the end of it. Um, you know, what was the time? Uh, six hours and 33 minutes for Rhea, 720 for Boone. So once again, a good spread, but not not the world's hugest spread. Uh, it's it's about under an hour. But it's an hour. A decent chunk. That's a decent spread. If Ray wants to, but it's just here's my thing. I don't care about the spread. I care about the athletes out there, and it's so great to see both those girls racing. Yeah, both of them, you know, have dominated the the sport on the female end, you know, and then as we have seen the female field grow, many of the notable athletes that we had seen in years past have kind of taken a back seat. Both of these particular ladies were dealing with um, very private issues um, yeah. both related to eating disorders that they had both come very public about. Um, but because of their personal medical issues and, and you know, mental health, they both kind of have taken a little bit of a back seat from the sport um, both saying all along that they wanted to come back and, you know, prove themselves again. And here we are, we're seeing it. So it's really exciting to see some of these familiar faces coming back and, um, you know, giving some of these younger girls a run. You know, to see these two ladies, I, and I, I can't speak for them. It makes me so, I, I resonate so much with self-reflection in 2020 because we've had this, we had a moment here where we had to slow down, where a lot of races were canceled and I'm happy. I'm just so happy to see them racing. And I know them both personally. They're good friends and girls. It's just so, it makes me so happy to see you out there. It, um, I know that's part of who you are. And I know that's a huge part of your identity. And just, it makes me so happy. It just, to see you both out there on the podium, it's a good day. It's a great day. All right. So that's, that was Spartan Race in Montana over the weekend. Great times. Yeah. Now Leave going to Maryland. And uh, crossing back the country to Maryland, um, which is not a state that we've seen races at yet, I don't believe. Um, but Savage Race was in Maryland this past weekend. Um, again, another neck and neck battle between the women. Um, you know, this this female Savage field is just getting so strong with these women week after week. Um, in the end, uh, first went to Tiffany Palmer, second to Taylor Cedeno, and third, Miranda Kilpinski. All very familiar names to us um, in the Savage World, especially. Uh, but the men's side, we, we just went through Spartan and the Buku plethora of racing options they offered. But yet we saw three very notable, famous spartan-esque men ditching ditching savage and choosing savage um and again another tight battle and in the end we had dominating savage for like another week um kempson again taking first we had ryan woods coming up in second and I don't know if it's his first Savage. Um, if it's not his first, it's one of his first. Robert Killian coming in third. Um, it's so cool to see this. Yeah. So here's my question. Is this these three boys ramping up for OCRWC? 
you know, we've talked about the, the dilemma that these pros are going to have between OCRWC and Spartan. And, you know, in my opinion, if you are going down the OCRWC route, then you need to be doing races like Savage. And, you know, we see Woods and Kempson both year after year at world championships. But I don't know that Killian is a familiar face. I know he's done it before. He's done it a few times. Yeah, he's done it a few times. He's typically, I mean, hell, he's poster boy for Mr. Spartan. Um, I'd be surprised if he chose world championships over Spartan, but who knows? I would be, you know, and I think, and I see... I see the Montana race as something that would be very inside Killian's wheelhouse. So it's an interesting choice. Well, of we venue. just totally speculating because Killian yeah. lives in you now and Maryland is right by DC. So it may just be a matter of logistics. Like it could have been super close to his house. So it may it all have be been that too. Bowing off, but it is interesting to see him at a savage race. Yep. It was I good. Know. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just interesting to, to see this new change then the race itself i heard was a bit interesting a bit different um pretty muddy for this race i heard interesting log carry about a mile long in it um just an interesting change of play there well you know sam is always trying to step things up and challenge people and you know add some variety so you know spartan is a spartan no matter where you're at obstacles are pretty same but you know, Savage is, is doing a good job maintaining this variety and changing things up week after week. Agreed. Agreed. So that was Savage Race. You know, happy to see that come out here. Um, third race of the weekend was where I was at. I know you were um, at uh, one of my favorite venues and, and races, the Highlander Assault Dark Ages, another night race. We were just talking about that. And this one offered both a 5K option as well as a multi-lap option. Fast, fast, fast freaking race here, guys. Um, These you know, we, boys throw down. Like, we and see- it's, it's good to see that local competition here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Handing out swords. We had a great time. Um, some serious, serious speed here on the guys. So it was 3.4 miles. Okay. About 21 okay. obstacles. Okay. And you had Robbie Gingrich, who is just, he, he's known he's got these red compression pants on. Dude is about 3% body fat. Uh, he's 32 years young. And he did the thing in under 24 minutes. Dude. 23.50. So that's like just over seven minute miles with with obstacles in the dark on the trails. Yep. Hauling. That's pretty freaking impressive. Um, Jordan Bashimi taking second and following up there afterwards. Our good friends over at the running public Bracken. Yeah. Good to see him out there. Bracken and some of these local races we saw him at that uh strongest oak uh rec bag 5k ish and now this one so i wonder if we'll see him at frontline maybe um we were talking to him a little bit there um mm-hmm. on the women's side there we had hannah carta aaron myers and calling lil flatline um, i mean heart fit gym sweep i mean we're used yeah. to those ladies just crushing it out there 
those heart fit girls are mean. That is just a fact <laughs> of the matter. Heart fit. If you go to the heart fit gym and you see somebody walk up to a rig, the fact is they're not going to fail it. Nope. They're, they've got the lockdown that, and that rig was a little bit easier than last year's rig. I'll give them that much. Um, last year's rig, he kind of reached up a little bit, but this rig this year, you know, you kind of came to, we talk about Highlander dark ages. First of all, it's not a technical race. No, right. That's not. And they have normally one technical obstacle. It's the rig provided yep. by your, our buddies over at race ready obstacles. They yep. do a great job of making sure that rig is well lit. Yep. Yeah. And that's the only technical obstacle. And I think that's fair. You don't well, need. I'm, I've said it a million times. I am a strong proponent when it comes to racing, when it comes to obstacle design. I don't think that any one obstacle should completely screech the field to a halt and stop the race. Um, this is obstacle course racing. And I think that it's important to maintain the racing piece of things. So when you make an obstacle so hard that it just stops everyone in their tracks, it kind of kills it for me. So I would rather see things slightly easier per se from a technical standpoint to allow these competitors to just redline and tear it up. And we saw the men do that. Um, Absolutely. And the women too, for that matter. Agreed. Agreed. And it's, it's just so fun to do this. And so it's just so good for the community to see this kind of stuff like that. And I think this is exactly what we're going to see at frontline here at the end of the month. Um, Just another great local. And we'll talk about that here in a second, but there was one other race, one other race, one other rodeo premier event of the battle of the lions the lions we have had um david main prize and uh sid morris on the show a couple weeks back lions. New adventure um it is a four-part series races with each race having a different focus so this particular race was the first one down in dallas um and it was the grip race um, the grip focused one. Um, so first of all, Dallas got like slammed like a day, like the week of the race with rain and hail and all kinds of weather. So the course itself was a muddy, nasty, wet mess, which that combined with grip definitely changed the field up. It was a sloppy poop turd. Yeah. So I have to give the boys credit out there. They had um, OCR talk out mm-hmm. there from live coverage. So good people. Jason Dupree is a good guy. Most of the race for the men um, was live feed through a YouTube link where you could watch the whole thing. Um, and I always got to give those rabbits some credit. This rabbit did not have a um, ATV. He was running on his feet and i've done that it sucks yeah so um he he did a good job keeping up with it so for the men's field okay first of all i have to say so the race started at the start line they they did call outs and so many people started at a time i think they broke broke the elite field into two waves for both the men and the women but they had um being a grip course so each competitor when they were called out there were cinder blocks um the halvesies where it was just a square instead of the rectangle. Yep. 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 But then they had the big old PVC on the end. Yeah. They had a fat PVC, probably, I don't know, two, three inches. Fat grips, baby. 
Yeah, absolutely. Fat grip, two to three inch diameter PVC that was kind of looped around that cinder block. So when they three, two, one goad, competitors each had to pick up two blocks and it was about a 200 meter run or so loop down and back just to get that grip nice and burning a little bit before they took on the course. So that was kind of cool. It was about a four mile course. Um, men, the very last obstacle was the weaver, um, but it was like a supersized weaver because it was like a weave up and then like a loop and a transition and then a weave down. Um, men, Victor Quesadilla. <laughs> um, Quesadilla? <laughs> Quesadilla killed the race, led in first place pretty much the entire thing. Um, got to the ra- the Weaver, which really slowed him down, but he was able to- Weaver to suck. Up. Second place hit the rig, which was our friend Landshark, Brent Hastert from, from uh, the KC area. Landshark! <laughs> Brent, I love you. But boy had no idea how to do a weaver. Weavers suck. And here's the thing. Weavers on tube like that are way easier than weavers on two by fours. And no, no, on tubes. This weaver was on metal, metal beams. Like, was it a square beam or was it round? It looked square. I couldn't tell 100%. Square beams suck. Square beams suck. For sure. Um, so yeah, so Brent got to the, um, the weaver and didn't know what he was doing and had to restart like three times because between race brain and trying to get directions. Yeah. You're pumping 180. Yeah. He had a chance of, I think, catching, uh, Victor, but then that wasn't happening. And then in the process of him restarting several times, third place, Van Tran, caught up to him and I will say I mean Van's a a much smaller guy than both of these and I know in my personal experience I like the weavers I do pretty well with it and I think we're smaller it's easier for us it's a smaller height thing for sure and I don't have as you know we don't have as many long limbs to contend with but Van was able to catch and pass Brent for second and Brent finished third and then on the female side we had um, some drama. So I pray know. tell what happened. <laughs> Hashtag stump gate. You will now stump. see trending. So one of the obstacles that they had, which may or may not have been an obstacle were these stumps and they were, a, they looked to be about three, four foot tall telephone fat telephone pole looking stumps from yeah. what seen people say they were permanent on the course used as a structural support Feature for some, at some time at okay. one point. but now there were the they were these random line one lane maybe two i think one um, stumpies stumps with these little blocks at the bottom mm-hmm. so people go from you know stump to stump across mm-hmm. so apparently it was not very well marked the course in general but this particular area the elite men zipped right by it the top podium guys didn't even see it there wasn't an uh, an attendant there so they just ran on past it when the women got there there was somebody there um 
that was watching them. The problem is there was either one or two lanes. Um, and as you can imagine, got backed up so fast. By the time there was an obstacle attendant there, I'm hearing women in the pro wave waiting 20 to 30 minutes That's in between attempts. And then as the race continued in the muddy, yucky rain ground, these stumps, which were not made for people traversing across, um, loosened up. They were getting sketchy in the ground. It was becoming a safety issue. And the volunteer person eventually said, we're shutting down the obstacle. Y'all keep going. Well, there was a handful of women at that point that decided, you know what? We have been here long enough fighting. These were all the, the elite pro women. Mm-hmm. And it packed, even though they were told they could keep going, they decided to stay to do it the right fight way. Fight it out. Yeah. Fight it out um, until they eventually did. And they got through, most of them got through with their bands intact. Um so in the end, we had a podium of the female side. Um, Ninja Warrior Amy Pajek in first. Our girl with the poof, Aaliyah Amos in second. Got that front poof. Right. And China Heart in third. Um, this course was an extremely technical course. We talked about Dark Ages, not so much. Uh, this one being the grip course, we had... Um, three different rigs, I believe. There was like a regular rig. There was a low rig. There was a rope to rope to rope to rope rig. We had Valkyrie there from World Championships. Was it Valkyrie or was it like the hand thing? Both. They had Valkyrie. Okay. They had true Valkyrie with the rings. Okay. And they also had Stairway to Heaven 2.0. That's the one. Okay. Which is what you're talking about. So Stairway to Heaven. The rocking one. Yeah, so Stairway to Heaven, what we're traditionally used to seeing is a structured wooden staircase that you go up, across, and down. Yep, yep. The newest version that Sid has created um, is metal uh, swings. Each, Each ledge is about, I don't know, 18, 20 inches or so, it looks like. Um, spaced out just like a staircase, but they rock and they move and you have to climb up, transition to a ring that was pretty far away Yep. down. So that became the massive band collector. Women were trapped there for hours, men too. Um, and a lot of bands were lost there. Thoughts on this race, Leah? Overall. So- so reviews are mixed. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying great things. Um, it was the first race of the series. So there's always going to be some leniency. Um, sure. It was a grip course and it delivered a grip beatdown. Um, on the other hand, on the other side of the equation, we are seeing some negative feedback. There were issues with parking. Um, apparently it was like literally a mile away from the venue. So there was a really far walk to get to the place. Um, there was no chip timing. So there was some questions about that. People were just kind of writing down things at the end. Um, subsequently there is yet to be released as of the time of this recording, there is yet to been released an official results 
um, list for people. So people are kind of grumbling about that. There's some questions about the fact that this whole stump gate thing, was it an obstacle? Was it not an obstacle? Sid came out and I love Sid to death, but he made a statement out there on social media that said, as far as the races goes, even though it's a mandatory obstacle completion race with bands or bibs, if there's not an attendant at an obstacle, it's not going to be considered mandatory. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? I think, I think this is a big learning lesson for these guys. Yeah, um, for, for sure. You know, you're, this, is a, this is an instance where we can learn a lot. I think this is the first time you're putting on a rodeo like this. You're going to, you're going to have things that don't work right. Yeah. Um, I think I like Sid. I think Sid's a great guy. Mm -hmm. um, I think, mm -hmm. I think if we're putting an obstacle in there, it is up, you know, last year you and I sat there at Highlander dark ages and remember the putt putt obstacle that they had. Yep. Yep. That we got rid of. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was, I always run the course beforehand. And then we have a talk with the, with the race directors and say, listen, you cut that for elites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then we also ask other questions on rigs, like, Hey, hands on the bell. Do you want people to hit the bell with their feet? Right. Hands only. Okay, cool. That's fair. But you need things like that done in advance. I was talking to Aaron at race ready and he's been going out. We'll talk about some of the changes that are going on in frontline here in a second, but you got to check these things time after time, after time, after time, after time, run it a bunch of times, especially on something that's never been done before. Right. I mean, you get um, to an obstacle that's these stumps. That's not a typical obstacle. And it is part of a permanent thing. Apparently there were also people now reporting that they did quote unquote extra obstacles. I saw a post from um, Ashley samples who is an elite pro racer. She's been around for years. Mm -hmm. Um, she did three extra obstacles. She climbed over some random truck that was there. She did some kind of crawl that was there, all part of the permanent course that weren't actually on the course. You need to make it laid yeah. out very clear at a, at a reasonable time before the race, what's going down, the rules, the rodeo and make, and I understand, but things happen, right? Things happen. Things happen. But I that I, I don't like that the statement was made. If there's no volunteer, it's not mandatory. I don't like that either. I, I really don't. A humongous can of worms. And yeah, you know, I, I mean, I understand getting volunteers is very difficult. I get it. It is. It's hard. It's hard. It is hard. But, but part of it is like, if you can't get the volunteers and you can't ensure that there's actual you know, monitoring, then you can't say that it's a rate, a mandatory race. Like you have to have people there. You just have to. Yeah. And you try to put people on the, on the things that need more, more call, more, right. um, or safety or safety, like right. something like Valkyrie. Yep. Um, but there's also, it's a mandatory obstacle completion race. It's there, do it. Like we're right. there to do it, guys. Don't not not right. you're you're there to do it when nobody's watching even, you know. Said the other the the other part about this, and I'm pretty lenient when it comes to you know parking. There's only so much control you can have over parking. Yeah, right? parking's parking. You, you know, it's, it's 
you know, there's, I understand the lack of the, the timing because that's crepes, that's expensive. I get that. It's a newer race. I, I understand it. Um, the one thing that I, I harped on it after frontline last year with Kraken, I'll harp on it again. If you're going to have an obstacle that's going to require a retry in any capacity, you have to have enough lanes. You just yep. have to. You have to. You know, it's inexcusable to have a 20 to 30 minute backup at a race. Just like I was just saying, you got to have a race that races. Especially on something that's technical like that. Right. Especially Absolutely. you have to have more than two lanes. You want to have one wall or one barbed wire or one, you know, trench, fine. But when it's a technical obstacle that has an opportunity for retries, you've got to have an adequate lane retry amount you you just if not i mean i get it bigger better cooler awesomer obstacles and that's cool but if you can't build make afford enough then just put it in the festival for funsies like and and practice it right you know like practice it until you get it right um but i think that's going to take us to an interesting next discussion. We'll, but but here's the thing. I'm excited to see what they come with with the next Battle of the Lions race here. Yep. Um, next one's in June, um, and it will be the strength one in Kansas City, June 25th, I think. Absolutely. So I'm sure our buddy Land Shark will be out there. Maybe we'll have to pull him back on. But um, talk obstacles and about Kraken and about Frontline, our next yeah! race. Yeah, is Frontline at the end of the month. Well, I've got another race between here and there. Okay. Okay. Well, our friends at Frontline, um, we talked about um, new race director, um, Aaron Sabia with Race Ready Obstacles is now the official race director of the course and is coming in with some big plans. Yeah, I got to sit down and talk with him over the weekend, um, you know, talking about ideas and just little, little nuances here and there and things he's looking to change up. First of all, shout out to Aaron. Um he is working his butt off trying mm-hmm. to make some really cool stuff here for local OCR with his company race ready obstacles doing great stuff. Um, he was the one welding together Kraken. They've got, like we just talked about Leah, two more lanes of Kraken now. Uh, so mm-hmm. four total great. Perfect for that kind of obstacle. We need four lanes of that thing. Four, That's or put, three. four total, four oh. lanes of Kraken now. Nice. Um, we need four open lanes of that thing. Um, second of all, that race is getting turned upside down. <laughs> um, he is moving the festival area, Leah. Okay. Entirely across the other way to a field. That's better. That's a mm-hmm. good thing. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with Frontline, kind of the parking and everything was way on the other side of the, this, this motocross park. The way it's going to be now, it's straightforward. It's right there. You're parking. Your festival's there. Um, we're not running back and forth towards a field and doing all these crossovers like we've done before. He's got some new areas that he's going through. He's already got the course about marked. I'm excited to see he's taken certain obstacles and put them together. Um, One exciting change to frontline that, um, Ed had just posted this week. Um, our friend Sid that we've been talking about with battle of the Lions. Sid is coming up and bringing, um, a couple. We're not sure exactly which ones. Still- I know which ones. It's a secret still. Um, I want to talk. Well, they posted a picture. Uh, Sid posted a picture of going to Frontline, but there's questions of the what 
if that's what's happening. That which is what's I- happening, and I know which obstacles. All right. You want to share them? Do you want me to? Are you allowed to? I wasn't told not to. <laughs> then go ahead. All right. Well, and I'm sure something will be shared here soon enough, but Valkyrie will be on the course. So Valkyrie with the rings. With the um, rings. What makes things very interesting with that the vest. is the vest. Um, Valkyrie by itself is a very difficult technical obstacle that requires a lot of upper body strength. And the frontline elite wave, um, competitors are wearing a 20 pound weight vest. Um I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous about this. One. I can't wait to do it. The other obstacle that they're throwing in, and I forget what they named it, mm-hmm. but it's basically that Herc hoist on with only forearms. Yeah. With the grip. So this is a really cool take um, that Battle of the Lions did. Um, these are the pictures that he posted. Actually, no, the picture that he posted was of Stairway, not Valkyrie. And that's what I was referring to. But okay. Um, so the other obstacle that we're referring to now is hercoist. So picture your typical hercoist, um, but the end of the rope, instead of just being on the ground of the other side of the fence, it is tied to a horizontal bar that is a spinner. The bar is like a, a pipe that loops around another pipe. So the pipe itself spins. And so when you get to the hoist, you hold this pipe with the hoist rope attached to it and you spin the pipe with your arms um and as it spins the rope loops around the pipe and the hoist goes up in the air um it was interesting to watch on the live feed because there were some different techniques and it is a burner you could see people after about halfway up just really burning and the thing about the regular hercoist if you need to take a pseudo little break or whatever just step on the rope and shake out your arms and then pull more with this one you can't do that because if you ease up your tension on that pipe it's going to spin 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 and the thing's going to drop so you have to constantly be engaging those forearm muscles absolutely you know i think it's one of those things i've talked before about people to you see these crazy obstacles like okay is that going to work is this going to work this is so such a simple twist on mm. something we've seen so many times. It's brilliant. It it's is simple brilliant. And to prepare for this. It's funny because one of my trainers used to have me do an do an exercise in the gym where it was a, like a, a weight plate, forty five pound yep. weight plate with a you know rope or a, you can use a resistance a dowel, yeah, something tied to a dowel or a bar or a you know whatever at the top. And same thing, just dangle the bar, the weight by the rope onto the dowel and just spin the thing in your hand, working that forearm grip. So y'all best get to practicing that. I think we'll see that at OCRWC, and that's that's my two cents. I, I would be surprised in the very least because it's simple, it's an easy thing to create, and it's another strength-based obstacle. And we know that Adrian is always looking for something strength-based. I, you know, I want to see things like that. I want to see the caber carry. I want to see, um, we've talked about seeing crack in there. You know, I think seeing some stuff like that is going to be really, really cool this year. And I'm just so looking forward to OCRWC. Yep. Everything looks like it's still a go for Vermont. We keep getting questions. We keep getting, you know, people wondering. Adrian made a post recently that, you know, all things are still a go. 
Um, you know, as, as we get closer to, to September, we still have four more months and hopefully we'll just continue to see progress and, you know, hope for that event. Ah, and that was a crazy weekend. That was a weekend. That was, that was a that's, full weekend. Now down it. in Florida, there was Leah's Battle of the Cougars. Oh my gosh. So yes, I just got back from the um, cheerleading all-star championships down in Orlando, Florida, which, you know, I'm exhausted. These, these weekends just take it out of me. So this is my first day back, but the cheer season is officially over until tryouts in two weeks for next year. Take a breather, take a breather. Right. Um, so I guess that's really the majority of what we've all got. Um, uh, but, but there's one last thing we got to do on this episode. Kudos. Choose your character. <laughs> um, no, it's community kudos. Uh, yeah. Leah, who you got this week? Um, so my community kudos this week is going out to the Bucket of Ladies from Battle of the Lions. Um, I think it took tremendous integrity of the six or seven elite athletes to consciously make the decision, agree together, and everybody stayed um, at that stumpy obstacle, despite being told by the volunteers they can move on and keep their bands. Um, they all stayed together. Nobody pulled a dick move and said, well, I'm keeping my band anyway. Um, they stayed, they battled it out, um, and then they were able to get through and keep them. So kudos to those ladies for setting an awesome example of integrity. That's great. For me, Scott the Viking Brackenmeyer. Ooh, why are we going with Scott? Scott, I saw you this weekend. I got to catch up with him. I got to see so many great people this did weekend. Did you see from... him in person or did you see him on the obstacle schmancy little billboard? No, 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 no. I got to see him in person. And Leah, the Tell dude's me. jacked right now. Dude, He's been, I... He has been working his butt off on DECA stuff, prepping for He's High Rock yeah. stuff. Some of these guys, I was talking to our good buddy Kevin Gregory about Caleb Yates and him trying to get ready to throw down. Freaking Scott's ripped to heck. Um, Scott's been like up 25 or so globally, and he's he's not a young guy. No, like, and he just looks freaking mean. Um, Scott, freaking good work. And he's like, well, you're looking a little bigger. You need to get out and do these decas with him. I'm like, I really want to. Did he call you but- fat? No, no, no. I I said, I, I feel out of shape right now because I've been, here's the thing. I am not in peak performance right now. And that is because guess what, Leah, teaching about 15 kids how to pole vault takes a lot of time, five days a week. (laughs) That's 10 hours of training a week that I miss out on. Right. right. Um, And I am ready to get back to it. Absolutely. Um, But I just think that, you know, I'm ready to get back to it. But Scott, man, I want to take you up on that. I want to go do a DECA. I want to go do me a high rocks. I want to, I want to get back in the rodeo. I'm probably going to do the world's toughest 10 K here in a, here in a few weeks down at, um, down at dances with dirt. I'll get some footage of that because everybody always asks me, is it really that bad? Yeah, man, it's pretty freaking bad. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, I'm ready to get back into the world. I'm ready to see the lights turning back on. And right now it is raining cats and dogs at my house. And we're trying to figure out if we're going to have a track meet tonight. Well, there you go. That's the full rodeo. Leah, anything else for all of our people this week? And now I think that about covers it. It's been a busy week of racing. Um, 
and we're just heading into the season and the, and the peaks of the season. Tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo, so get yourself some tacos. And Second day, Quattro, fifth of the fourth. Right, there you go. <laughs> For all of our um, Arrested Development fans out there. <laughs> and then other than that, I think that about does it. That's great. Well, guys, take care of yourself. If you got any questions, you know, things you want to talk about, reach out, talk to us. We love the community. We love all you guys. Um, we'll see you at Frontline here in a few weeks, or if you're coming up to Dances with Dirt with me, you know, high five me. I'll bring you a beer or something. Until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch you out there. See ya. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye